Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Planning for Retirement podcast, where we help educate you on how retirement works. This is episode 25, and today we are going to talk about the number one way we add value for clients in retirement, and it might surprise you. If you like what you hear, make sure to leave us that five-star review so we can continue to reach and impact more people. For those of you that don't know me, I'm Kevin Lau. I'm your host. I've been a retirement-focused financial planner for 15 years, and I have a passion for education, which is what this podcast is all about. I'm also the owner of Imagine Financial Security, which is an independent financial planning and investment management firm based in Florida. However, this information is for educational purposes only and should not be used as investment legal or tax advice. We're not your financial planner, unless, of course, you're one of our clients and we are your financial planner, but we are still speaking in generalities here, so consider your own unique circumstances before taking any action. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. So I had this client that hired me in 2015. Okay, they retired around 2006, really began the journey of, of DIY retirement planning is what I like to call it but they were big into traveling. They still are to this day. I mean, I'm talking epic trips, Alaska, fishing trips, going RVing. This big one they had, this bucket list trip that they had was a month long African safari in 2008. We all remember what happened in 2008, right? Well, in case you forgot, 2008 was mayhem financially. Okay, the Great Recession, the financial crisis, Bear Stearns collapse. Freddie and Fannie getting bailed out, AIG, other big financial institutions being bailed out, Lehman Brothers collapsing, the single largest bankruptcy filing in U.S. history, okay? Imagine the fear you were going through during 2008, okay? And, and especially if you were close to retirement, right, or, or, or in retirement, right? Imagine the mindset, and I've talked about this before. My, my dad had plans to retire in 2009. He was tracking quite well up until 2008. His portfolio dropped 20 to 25% in the course of six to nine months, right? That pushed his retirement back 10 years, okay? So imagine being on this months-long African safari bucket list trip with your wife. You're a DIY retirement planner. Okay, you're a DIY do-it-yourselfer for your retirement planning. You're not adding any more money to the pot, right? This is it. This is what you have to live on for the next 30 plus years, okay? Imagine this. You're self-managing your portfolio that is literally losing hundreds of thousands of dollars while you're on this trip, okay? You're on the phone all the time. You're calling um, your, your brokerage to try to place trades, you know, you're, you're trying to reach out to your brother-in-law who's in the business to get his thoughts on things, right? You're doing anything you can to try to figure out and unpack what's going on. I mean, thank the Lord he didn't just sell it all, right? But just, just imagine going through that because that's what they went through in 2008, okay? During this bucket list vacation in, in Africa. And tell you what, the wife wasn't happy. He ruined the trip single-handedly. Obviously, the you know unprecedented times. Okay, we're we're in the worst recession we've had since the Great Depression. Okay, it's not his fault. Okay, but the point was he was to blame. He was the financial planner. He was the investment advisor. Okay, 
his wife was not happy. She resented him for a long time. In fact, she began the process of trying to convince him to hire an advisor that he could work with throughout retirement so they didn't have to deal with this again. Well, they hired me in 2015. This took seven years from that moment to find the right fit for him because he's slow to trust. And we'll talk about that here in a little bit, You know why people don't hire professionals during their retirement years to help implement their plan. We'll talk about that later. So my question is, and for this episode is, what is the number one value add you believe an advisor will provide during your retirement years? I hear this all the time. I ask this question, hey, what do you what do you want to solve for? What are the what are the top concerns for you? Hey Kevin, I don't I don't want to outlive my money, right? You know, I want to optimize taxes. I want to do I want to figure out, hey, are Roth conversions right for me? How do I optimize my tax planning? How do I implement an investment strategy that now aligns with a with an income plan as opposed to an accumulation plan, right? Oh, hey Kevin, how do I minimize taxes when I leave these these dollars to my children? Okay? But no one ever realizes the number one value add, the number one gift that I provide to my clients is the gift of time. What does that mean? Well, the things that clients typically have on the top of their mind, these are commodities, right? Tax planning, income distribution planning, investment management, right? You know, obviously, I'm talking about commodities for the sort of the elite advisors, you know, sort of the expert retirement planners, right? I'm not talking about your run-of-the-mill everyday advisor slinging managed accounts at Wells Fargo. I'm not talking about that advisor, but for the elite sort of, you know, top-tier, competent fiduciaries, Roth conversion should just be part of the deal. Tax planning should just be part of the deal. Figuring out an investment portfolio that aligns with an objective and risk tolerance, right? optimizing income plan, optimizing your social security, minimizing taxes to the estate. Of course, these are value adds that we provide to clients. But if you package all of those things together, what we're really doing is we're allowing our clients to delegate these things to a professional that they like and trust, that can get them to where they want to go. And in return, we're giving them the gift of time. Maybe it's 20 hours a year. Maybe it's 30 hours a year. I don't know what the number is and how long it would take you to do all the things that we do for our clients. I don't know the answer, right? Obviously, I do this every day, so it probably takes me less time to do the things that you need to do than it would take you. So what would you do with that time, right? I mean, what is that worth to you? And I think talking to retirees and folks that are approaching a traditional retirement age, time is the number one thing that they're seeking when they're looking to plan for retirement. Kevin, I want more time to do the things that I always wanted to do. I want more time to spend time with my family. I want more time to take the RV and go travel to all the national parks. I want more time to go on that African safari. So when people are seeking time, they're actually not looking to replace their day job, their nine to five, with more responsibilities, with more complexity, okay? They don't want to do the things that I just talked about that are value adds for clients. So why the heck don't more people hire advisors, right? Well, I have my own guesses on this one, right? Just haven't been doing this for 15 years. 
But I decided to go to trusty Google and say, hey, Google, what are the what are the top reasons that people don't hire advisors? Okay, there are three reasons. Number one, reputation of the skill sets in the industry are not good. They're terrible. Okay. The barrier to become a licensed financial advisor is like, I mean, like the same as someone looking to become a store clerk at Dollar General. I mean, you know, let's be honest. I mean, maybe not entirely true, but you don't need a college degree to become a licensed advisor. Okay, you've got to pass a few tests, Series 6, Series 63, Series 7. Okay, these are not super complex. You can study for a few months and just you could learn enough to pass a test, right? And then boom, you're a licensed financial advisor. Wow, right? You can study a few months and then boom, now you can sell insurance and annuities, okay? So this this reputation of skill sets and the competency of the average advisor is the number is one reason why people don't hire advisors, okay? And I think many advisors who are, I would consider at my level, the experts in a particular niche, okay, who have certifications like, let's say, the CFP or the RICP or CFA, you know, they specifically got into the industry to serve people in a different way, you know, to serve them the way they actually want to be served and need to be served, okay? But the bad rep precedes all of us, and that's a big barrier to getting people to hire advisors, even though they want to hire an advisor in retirement, believe me. Okay. Second thing, lack of trust, right? Perhaps you've had a bad experience with hiring an advisor. Maybe you thought you hired an advisor only to realize that only they're really interested in just selling you an indexed annuity or indexed universal life insurance or XYZ product. Okay. You thought you hired an advisor that was going to help you with income planning decisions and Roth conversions and all these things and customizing your investment portfolio. But instead, you essentially hired someone who is babysitting your assets for somewhere around one and a half percent of your assets under management. Okay. And so you're paying that person 20, even $30,000 per year to not really do financial planning. So you kind of have this lack of trust of like, are these advisors actually doing planning and adding value? And you're not seeing that. Okay, so you're, you're feeling like this lack of trust. And then number three is cost. Okay, they don't see the value. You don't see the value, but this is directly correlated to one and two. If you don't believe that person is competent to actually do the things that we talked about doing that need to be done in a way that's going to get you to your goals and more efficiently do it than you will, you're not going to hire that person. Okay, if there's a lack of trust, if you don't believe that advisor is truly acting in your best interest, you're not going to hire that, that person because Price only matters in the absence of value. So if there is value there, let's say that person is doing tax planning. They are giving you the right answer of, hey, are Roth conversions right for me? What is the best way to optimize my Social Security plan? What investments, what assets should I tap into first? Should I tap into my taxable brokerage account first, then my traditional retirement accounts, then my Roth accounts, or should I some, do some sort of combination of the three? And then obviously implementing that investment management strategy that aligns with you. If there's value on those things, okay, that exceed the price you're paying, then you would hire that individual. Um, but again, therein lies the challenge is that there is the lack of trust and there is the lack of belief of advisors who are competent. There's a, there's a lack of confidence for our industry to find competent advisors. 
Okay, but but Vanguard did a study and they actually quantified this, which I thought was really interesting because when I first got into the business in 2008, Vanguard really wasn't in the business of giving advice. They were a low cost fund manager. Now they're actually getting into the business of giving advice. They see the value in it. Okay, which is interesting. The largest asset manager in the U.S. sees value in planning and advice. Um, not just low cost investing. They realize that's a very small fraction of the value add an advisor, a, a competent advisor can can add to your situation. But they did this study. I believe it was called the Advisor Alpha Study. And they came to the conclusion that a comprehensive financial planner, okay, comprehensive meaning someone who's doing all of the things, not just doing investment management. Does that make sense? Yeah, they're helping you implement an investment strategy that is aligned with your asset allocation and doing it in a way that that minimizes expenses, right? But they're also doing tax planning. They're also doing income distribution planning. They're also doing estate planning and risk management. They're doing those things. And they actually quantify that value add as 3% a year from the portfolio, approximately 3% a year. Could be more, could be less, depending on how much of those things that individual's already doing, okay? But it could be more if that individual has a more complex situation and even more value add could be provided. So if you're hypothetically paying someone 1%, but they're delivering 3% additional value, the price isn't a concern because you're actually getting value on top of what you're paying. So price only matters in the absence of value. But again, I go back to the reason I mentioned why folks hire us to begin with, and that is the gift of time. I've talked to so many smart individuals who are competent enough, I do believe this, to do the things that we do, they could do it quite well, okay? I'm not going to say they could do it as efficiently as we can because this is all we do every single day. I haven't met someone that could do it better than us, but I, I, I have met people that could do an adequate job of managing their own retirement plan. The problem is it's going to cost them something. And how much is time worth to you in retirement? You know, I'm thinking about this one guy who hired us in 2017. He moved down from North Carolina. He worked at University of North Carolina's endowment. He was on the investment committee. Someone who's pretty knowledgeable in the markets someone who's pretty knowledgeable around financial planning, right? But when he moved down to Florida, we had a conversation about his goals and what he was trying to accomplish and the process that needs to happen in order to get from point A to point B. And after the meeting, he said, hey, Kevin, just wanted to make sure you're going to do this for me, right? And I sort of was taken aback. I mean, I was expecting that conversation to happen, but not like that. I said, of course. I mean, this is what we do every single day. Of course, we can help you implement this process, right? Because he said, I'd rather spend my time on my sailboat. I'd rather spend my time being present when I'm visiting my three kids around the country who all live in different cities. I'd rather be present when I'm going out and playing pickleball or when I'm, when I'm on vacation traveling with my wife, okay? And I don't want to be sitting around looking at the markets all day and trading I'm good with other people's money, but not my own money. Okay, when I worked on the endowment, that was not my money. Now that I'm retired, I don't want to focus on my money. I want to focus on what's going to provide true value and enjoyment and fulfillment during my golden years. Okay, so what is time worth for you? I mentioned the client that hired us in 2015. Listen, it took him a while 
to hire someone. But listen, that sigh of relief when they were signing paperwork over to move all their assets from Fidelity, the sigh of relief on the wife's face was so evident. I mean, it was like this burden was lifted, you know, not only really from her shoulders, but his too. I mean, he he actually did feel the pressure because he'd been doing such a good job of managing the assets himself. He kind of felt this pressure of like, hey, I've done well to get to this point in retirement. They'd been retired for a few years. Like, but who's going to help us get to the next level? Help us for the next 10, 15, or 20 years. And he had a lack of trust. It was hard. He had prior experience. It was hard for him to wrap his head around trusting someone to manage the nest egg that they've worked so hard to accumulate for the last 30 years. Okay. But the burden was lifted off his shoulders too. You know, he was, he was happy because he found someone he could trust to follow a plan. And she's now happy because now when they travel, they are free to be in the moment and not even just travel when they're with each other, when they're with their grandkids, when they're with their children, when they're on holidays, they can be present in the moment. They don't have to be concerned with everything that's going on in the market. And by the way, a lot is going to go on in the market and will continue to throughout your retirement. Just because you retire, the, the media doesn't, the, they don't stop. The media is not retired. They understand the concerns that you have of outliving your money on inflation around healthcare costs or long-term care costs. And they're going to feed into that. They're going to feed into those concerns and and use this as clickbait. But hiring me, hiring my firm at the time in 2015, he now realized like, hey, I can actually have someone who's looking out for my best interests, okay, who understands me, understands my situation, my goals, my objectives, and can sift through the noise. And they could say, hey, what makes sense for us to talk about that's going on in the headlines? Maybe it's something going on in Washington. Maybe it's something going on in the markets. What's relevant to my situation? You know, it's interesting is his belief was, hey, I'm doing this. I've been doing quite well on my own. Did not see the value in hiring someone until he met me. But but once we got him to open up and I was able to dive through his financial situation, hey, by the way, I realized there were plenty of things that he wasn't doing that my firm could help with. He wasn't really thinking about how to how to optimize taxes. Okay. He wasn't really thinking about how to structure his portfolio to accommodate for required minimum distributions. He wasn't really thinking about, hey, does it make sense to own this particular investment that I like in my IRA, my Roth IRA, or my taxable brokerage account, or all three, or none of them? Okay. He didn't really have a process for those things. And as a result, not only did we save him time and mental capacity to be in the moment, but we also added a percentage of value to his portfolio by doing these things that he wasn't doing on his own. So now that we address the, the real issue of hiring advisors, I mean, what you get in return is not just quantitative, but also qualitative. You know, what you know, I'd like you to think about, like, what does time provide for you, right? Here are some of the things that I, I hear is being able to focus on legacy. I think this is the coolest one. I mean, in legacy, not even financially. You know, I think a lot of times when when I, I initially work with clients, they think of me as the finance guy. So their conversations around legacy are around, hey, you know, Kevin, I either want to leave a financial legacy to my children, or I don't want to leave a financial legacy to my children or grandchildren, or uh, I want to leave X dollar amount to this beneficiary and then, and then uh, Y dollar amount to that beneficiary. But this means 
so much more than that. This is talking about focusing on your legacy in terms of how you're going to be remembered. Okay. This could be philanthropy. It could be volunteering. It could be mentoring, you know, spending time with your, your family and loved ones. Another one is health and well-being. You know, with all that free time, now you have the energy and mental capacity and the time to focus on your health, okay? To focus on your physical health, your mental health. What good is a bunch of free time when you can't even do the things you want to do because something's wrong with your health, okay? So making sure you're maintaining health. Pursuing interests and hobbies. You've got the time. Spend it doing the things that you want to do. It's, it's, it's time to put off the waiting game. Okay. It's time to start taking action. And if managing your finances is a hobby and passion, okay, that's another issue we're going to talk about in, a, in another show. But, but this could also mean pursuing new hobbies. The Wall Street Journal came out, came out with an article, and we talked about this on that episode 21, about regrets in retirement. And this one retiree mentioned he regretted not continuing to grow personally. One of the quotes that I took away from this one was, he eventually figured out that the two things that motivated him most during his career, taking action and learning new things, were the same recipe he needed for retirement. Awesome. And so it goes on to say this spring, he enrolled at University of Nevada in Reno with two classes earning a 4.0, and he'll be, he'll, he'll be full-time in the fall. He's studying for a degree in political science and history. I mean, how cool is that? You know, someone who is sort of rediscovering himself and finding new passions, new things that are going to move the needle and give him purpose and give him energy during retirement. That's what this is all about. You've got the time now to do it. Now it's time to think about these things. And better yet, it's it's time to think about these things well before retirement. Five years, seven years away from you when you plan on, on quitting your day job. You know, thinking about thinking about how you're going to spend your time, right? What about accomplishing unfinished goals? This is a good one. You know, did you start writing a book, but the career got in the way, or maybe you had some bucket list traveling that got pushed to the back burner because you spent the last 20 years raising kids and building your careers? You know, the exciting part is that when you're financially financially independent, you get to choose what you do and when you do it. So instead of focusing your time on the wrong things, in my opinion, money. Focus on what's going to provide the greatest sense of purpose and fulfillment in this next chapter. Well, that's it today, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed it. Next time, I'll be talking about the number one trending reason why people are hiring our firm. So you will not want to miss this. We also love to hear from you. So feel free to email me at kevin at imaginefinancialsecurity.com with any questions or comments or even topic requests for future episodes. It's been awesome to hear from you all over the last few months, so keep it coming. I respond to everything personally. And of course, if you're interested in working with us, check out the website, imaginefinancialsecurity.com. Until next time, this is Kevin Lau signing off.